today we are broadcasting live to tell you about farty foods. That's right. This is a PSA, folks. Yes. A la farts is what the menu is today. <laughs> oh, no. So, today, Marika had cauliflower soup. I did. And then we made Brussels sprout salad. Oh, no. So, it's going to be fart central up in here. So, just everyone know... That those foods can cause farts. Yeah. It's a good thing I'm not working tomorrow because the office would be rank. <laughs> Honestly, I am working tomorrow and I am unbothered by the potential. That's fine. I think you're secure enough in your job at this point that it doesn't <laughs> matter. In fact, it is expected. It is genuinely expected. Everybody is just so pressed when I try and close the door in the office. Like, I don't normally want to close the door because I like having, you know, an open door. And I also yeah. want the breeze because it's stuffy in there. Mm-hmm. But it's so cold right now and the air just comes up from the mm-hmm. stairs. So I'm freezing constantly and I need to bundle myself in the office with the door closed. And everyone's like, maybe we open that right back up because <laughs> your feet are out and you do not stop farting. Sorry. Sorry. Again, I just really make myself sound so delightful on this podcast. Like, (laughs) what are the things she brings to the table? Mental instability and farts. You know what? It's the full package, (laughs) y'all. Thank you for that eloquent silence, Marika. I was trying to think of an eloquent thing to say because, you know what? I don't trust a person who doesn't fart and who is at least a little bit mentally unstable. (laughs) Thank you. Also, do you remember that there was an interview that Kim Kardashian said she never farted? She had never farted in her life. I don't remember that, but I, it was Cosmo 2014. It's just like, why in me? Why are we trying to pass off that we don't fart? Because I don't understand who has the energy to pass off that lie. It's also just like, calm down. Farts are hilarious. They're hilarious. Ugh, I feel like we spent a very long time today making poop jokes <laughs> at work during lunch. Incredible. Yeah. It's, I work with people who have, all these boys have the sense of humor of literally five-year-olds. The good news is you have the sense of humor of a six-year-old, so. <laughs> so it works extremely well. Yes, I'm aware. Anyways, we're not talking about five-year-olds or farts, really. I mean, although we did start that way, but anyways. We are talking about, I actually don't know. Marika, what are we talking about? Um, we don't, but I have a dramatic lead in today because oh. Oh boy. instead of doing a lot of intense research, I wrote a script. <laughs> I love this for us. Please. What is your monologue? Well, okay. So you and I, as children in Canada of the late nineties to mid two thousands, will remember the heritage minutes. No. You don't remember Heritage Minutes? I never saw TV as a kid. Oh my God. Why do we even, I don't know why I bother with these things, but (laughs) I'm so sorry. This is such a letdown for you. There was such a build. I'm so sorry. Listeners who are not Emily, you all, I know you remember the Heritage. You remember like, and that's a part of our heritage. Oh my God. We're going to just, after we end this podcast, I'm just going to show you. I want to just see a Heritage Minute right now. Oh my God. Okay. Hang on. I'm going to keep this rolling. (laughs) Okay. Heritage Minute Canada. Oh, YouTube. New. The discovery of insulin. Is that what we're talking about today? No. Tap to unmute. 13 years old. Diabetes mellitus. 65 pounds. Is that Ryan Reynolds in this? It literally might be. Oh my God. I think that is. It's only a minute long. Yes, it's a heritage minute. This could be it. He's a 
first to receive this trial. But what save him? I think it is Ryan Reynolds. As a child? Pure enough. So we try again. Oh my god, this is so dramatic. And again. The As audio the kid's from dad. The audio from this is not going to come out properly. Diabetes was a death sentence. Banting, Best, Collip, and McLeod's breakthrough has saved millions of lives. Leonard Thompson's was the first. Oh, wow. So, yes, those are Heritage Minutes. They're basically... I'm going to watch all of those now. They're extremely dramatic, extremely intense, like, moments in, like, Canadian achievement that were just, like, played... They're, like, they're ads, basically, but it's just, like... For Canada. For Canada, only on Canadian television. I have the chills from that insulin one, though. Okay, well, prepare now for this dramatic reenactment. The, no, we're not allowed to actually play. <laughs> oh. I'm just gonna read it to you. <clears throat> we open on a large sailing ship. It is night. The caption on the screen tells us we are off Newfoundland, 1497. Okay. A young man with a vague accent calls to his captain. <laughs> Senor Caboto, Senor Caboto. He then immediately switches to English. <laughs> Telling the captain to come on deck, he won't believe his eyes. Giovanni Caboto and the rest of the crew peer over the deck. The sea is teeming with CGI fish. <laughs> the sailors exclaim such milk toast remarks as amazing. I've never seen anything like it in my life. There's so many of them. They'd never seen fish? It's the amount. Okay, okay. Triumphant music, much like almost yeah. exactly the same as, in the <laughs> as what we just, <laughs> just heard. listened to, swells as they drop a basket in the water and pull it up full of fish. A basket. Oh. It's 1497. I know, this is just really cute though. Codfish, Captain Obvious, I mean Cabot, proclaims. <laughs> This then launches into a speech in front of Henry VII as follows. Henry VII? That's before Henry VIII. Correct. The one with all the wives that we're all familiar with. Yes. Codfish. So thick they stayed the progress of our ship. Your fleets will have no further need of Iceland. Fish is enough to feed this kingdom, O oh, sire, until the end of time. Cap crosses himself, <laughs> does the cross, and the film does a shrinking square fade out thingy, and we got a hashtag heritage minutes. Okay, first of all, hilarious that we're in the middle of like an entire environmental crisis that means we have no fish in our oceans, basically. But, uh. Almost like the fact that this heritage minute clearly made after the 90s because it's got a hashtag. Yeah. What it doesn't express is the fact that almost exactly 500 years later, this supposed end of time food supply would be effectively decimated, which is our disastrous topic of this week on Pantry Staples, the podcast where we dish on your favorite foods and fish. I am Marika. And I am Emily. And uh, yeah, that's probably our most cohesive <laughs> lead up, which maybe helps when I script things. But uh, We nailed it today. Killing it. So yeah, we are talking about, um, well, first of all, another thing that the Heritage Minute don't mention is the fact that Cabot, or Caboto, never managed to get back to Canada and probably died at seas two years later, but... Nah, seems like it's for the best. He did spark England's interest in the new world. Yay. Oh, good. <laughs> all the natives with their smallpox blankets salute you. 
No, so we're not here to talk about smallpox pox blankets. We're I'm here to tell you about the collapse of the cod fisheries off the Atlantic coast of Canada. I would love to hear about this, actually. Yes. Uh, I can start with a short version of the story. In 1992, the population of northern cod fell to 1% of historic levels. Wow. <laughs> that was 29 years ago. They're still not back. Um, on July 2nd of that year, the Minister of Fisheries and Oceans put a moratorium on cod fishing along the east coast of Canada, a decision that ended a five-century-year-old industry and basically destroyed the economic and cultural fabric of Newfoundland and Labrador. Hmm. Interesting <laughs> statement. I feel like there's a bit to unpack there. Uh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Anywho. Um, so yes. How the hell did this happen? Hmm. The short answer again, uh, fishing and terrible resource management, overfishing and terrible resource management. Yeah. <laughs> again, I feel like the theme of literally every day these days is just terrible resource management from the fact that people are freaking out about getting gas to the mm -hmm. fact that our oceans have no fish in them to the fact that literally everything is a goddamn hellscape. Supply chain issues. <laughs> oh, I used it in an email so many times today just being like, with supply chain issues, I just can't guarantee your wine will be here. Yeah. So Which many is times. real. It's yeah. true. Tragic. I told you that at the beginning of the pandemic, like when we first, first, first went into lockdown, mm. every single person in Toronto is obsessed with Italian wine. And when <laughs> everyone was hearing how bad it was in Italy, every single one was like, you have to stock up on Italian wine. We're not going to be getting any for a while. And it was like pandemonium as everyone <laughs> ran to the liquor stores to try and Bye. get Italian wine. I thought it was the best thing I've ever seen. It did did they run out? No, never. <laughs> but I love the urgency with which people handled it. Yes. If there's one thing I respect, it's surplus buying of booze. <laughs> yeah. Again, as I'm currently in a very heightened state of panic <laughs> every day, just when I'm at the liquor store, I'm not sure we have enough. Drink one bottle. She buys four more. Just Next day, concerned we're out. <laughs> also fair. Uh, unfortunately, you can't do that with cod. I mean, you could put it in oil. <laughs> or you could dry salt it. it. Salt it? Yeah, salt it. Thank you. Yes. Um, it's not the same. It's not the same. So yes, as I said earlier, fishing on the coast of Newfoundland was a five century long industry, but of course, like indigenous people had been sustainably fishing for centuries before that. Mm, pouring out for our homies. But the first commercial fishing, like that's, mm -hmm. we're calling yeah. like an industry. Uh, they basically were like pretty chill until like after World War II. Well, isn't that when anyone was able to be less chill? Like, did they have the necessary, like, setup, basically, to be less chill? No, exactly. It was, yeah. like, modernization. Everyone's like, World War II, like, let's turn everything into a giant assembly line. Oh. Continue, sorry. We're going to have this until the end of time. <laughs> Maybe it is the end of time. I mean... These are the end days, friends. The end days. So yes, huge advances in fishing technology after World War II, probably thanks to the war. We've got sonar, we've got stronger nets, we've got freezer trawlers that can stay at sea for like months. Oh, that's actually really interesting. Yeah. I mean, trash, but also super cool. It's just like crazy that that makes such a difference because yeah. it's like before you have to get back because you have to have the fish fresh. But if you can like freeze it on the boat, you're chilling. It Literally. Me. Get out. That was so bad. Thank you. Um, it just honestly blows my mind that people could exist before freezers. <gasps> Every single time. Like, I have two 
like conceptions or like issues with history that always I always run up against these in my own mind. It's nothing else. Mm-hmm. I refuse to believe that people could read before the Roman Empire. <laughs> I refuse. It's rude. It's so rude. It's, it's awful. Like also kind of racist. It is. I know. I'm genuinely aware <laughs> that this is a problem, but I can't like in my mind if I'm visualizing any other time. I'm like no 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 no. Mm-hmm. There was no literature. Mm-hmm. But obviously that's very incorrect because mm-hmm. we've all read it. Yep. Anyways, so that's one issue. And two, I just assume everyone was really stressed out about the fact that they couldn't freeze things. But they were probably very fine because they didn't know about it. I mean, yes. But I think that they were also very stressed out because yeah. like you, if you didn't plan properly, you would literally starve. It's insane, right? <laughs> and like we don't even have to... Anyways... But, like, also throw back to our ice cream episode when they're like, we're just bringing blocks of ice down from a mountain. Mm-hmm. Anyways, continue. Literal ice boxes. The height of the cod fishing industry it mm-hmm. was 1968. When the yield weighed in at 810,000 tons. Wow. Oh, we know. Holy listeners heck. of the podcast know that I don't know how to fathom numbers. No. That's so much fish. It's so much fish. Who, okay, who were they mainly trading this? Or like, where was this being exported to? Was this only Canadian or? It's everything. So yeah, so we're, I'm going to get to it in a minute. Oh, sorry. Um, no, 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 no. But it's like, yeah, it's everywhere. And also like at this point, like, you know, like the Chinese can come out and like fish oh. in these waters. Like the Americans have their boats there. Like it's, everyone is fishing these waters oh interesting so it's just like the contracts have been given out to a bunch of different places totally and it's just like people are just like i don't know why i'm shocked getting by caught. that but yeah I yeah i don't I, yeah um but yes so like but pretty much like immediately after that we start to see like cracks in the industry <laughs> um with hindsight scientists have found that like the amount of food sized cod had already dropped by 82 percent between 1962 and 1977 oh my god yeah what is food size do you know i don't know the actual thing that the article that i was reading said like bio like it was like something bio, like harvestable biomass and i was like i don't know but basically like the amount of fish that like you could reasonably like sell fish and like sell as food hmm like so a, a lot of it was just like, like, what is it? Bio, like bycatch or whatever. What's the term for it? When you like get it caught in the nets and then you end up throwing it out because it's not what you wanted. Yeah. I think Ugh. there's a lot of that, but I think what it's counting in terms of like that 810,000 tons, that's mm. what they're like buying. And like, that's what they're selling. Oh, I don't wow. think that accounts for what they're just like chucking. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. But that very quickly becomes a problem if they're throwing out all this other fish that, like, isn't allowed to, like, reach maturity and, like... Well, yeah, because it's, like, you catch it and it's dead before it can... (sighs) I also... I feel like, though, in the 60s, like, at this time, we... Like, sure, we've got the bigger nets, but it's not, like, the same, like, bottom dragger Mm. nets. I don't know. I didn't look into that. I don't think so. I feel like those are very recent. That's pretty recent. Like, I feel like... Because Blake spent time fishing on commercial fisheries. That tracks. (laughs) I know. And like it was a thing, like when he was doing it in the '90s, where they did like the trade over. Oh, interesting. Now I'm talking out of my ass, and I feel like I'm gonna have to cut this out. But anyway, no, I feel like that's accurate. Let's go with it. 
1977, mm-hmm. the Canadian government extended the commercial fishing limits to 200 nautical miles off of our coast. So basically, they did a thing where they're like, okay, like if you're not Canadian, you can't fish within 200 miles of the coast. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So like the purported reasoning and like the actual reasoning was to stop foreign fishing, like foreign cod fishing, which it did like totally. Like if you can't come that close, you're not going to So there was almost no like outside. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I think from some of the things I was reading later, I feel like there were some American ships that were like allowed in there, but it was like mostly just Canadian. Interesting. Which they obviously did to stimulate like the Canadian fishing industry, Mm -hmm. which like fair enough. Is it? <sighs> Anyways, sorry. It's our water. It's like, I yeah, know. It's the I whole know. thing. It's and, a whole. And like, sure, like in a way, and initially this, you know, was really good for the, for the cod stocks because it, mm-hmm. you know, they're not being overfished. Like it's just the Canadian producers that are fishing there. So it's like, and we didn't have as many, but, um, it's not like the Canadian government actually put any measures in place to prevent the Canadian fisheries from like overfishing Hmm. despite their monopoly. And so because the people were like, Oh, we can fish here like crazy. Like this is a huge industry. No one else is going to be our competition. (sighs) So the Newfoundland cod industry boomed the number of fishers. I was going to say that's probably the richest everyone in Newfoundland's ever been. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah. Shade to the newfies. JK. They're nice folk. They're really nice. I love St. John's. I need to go anyways. You would love it. Of course I would. Anyway. You'll get screeched in. <laughs> What's screeched in? Oh, it's like, it's sort of stupid. And it's like kind of like a fake touristy trap, but it's like you drink screech, which is like the terrible Newfoundland rum. Uh, and then you have to like kiss a codfish. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, it's Why wouldn't I? Of course. Newfoundland fishers more than doubled between 1975 and 1980. So in five years, we've gone from 15,000 fishers to 35,000. Oh my goodness. <laughs> That's way too many. Yeah. Like, what's the point then? That's okay. Anyways. But like, don't worry. It's totally fine. We have federal organizations who monitor and regulate all this stuff, right? <laughs> we do. But it turns out that regulations only work if you use math properly. <laughs> As so, my horoscope just told us, I don't know how to do math. But you understand that. You're not a scientist working for the fisheries and oceans who literally don't know how to do the calculations to create your quotas. Oh, no. Which is what happened in the 80s. The Department of Fisheries and Oceans, who are in charge of estimating how many cod were in the sea, as well as how many were being caught, and then, like, set the quotas for how much fishers could catch for the next year. Like, that's literally Mm -hmm. their job. Um, But they totally did it wrong. (laughs) They were using, like, extremely faulty data. Because... The cod stocks, as mentioned before, had initially increased after foreign fishers had been cut out. The scientists were basically just like, oh, great. The fish are totally making a comeback so we can increase the allowable catch. No, but just like totally failed to notice the aforementioned over doubling of Canadian fisheries. (sighs) Good job, guys. In 1986, some people realized the mistake and strongly urged that the catch rate needed to be cut in half. But everybody was like, we're actually making some pretty good money off this. So maybe you should shut the hell up. I mean, basically people were like, yeah, that's true. That makes a lot of sense. And then they just literally never did anything about it. Oh my God. So typical. (laughs) 
Which is when we flash forward to 1992, when the Ministry of Fisheries and Oceans, John Crosby, set the cod quota at a bold... 187,969 tons. How dare he with that insane number? Oh my God. Never mind the fact that only 129,033 tons had been caught the year before. So we're just like, yeah, let's instead of decrease, like cutting this in half, let's increase it by basically 50%. That's wild. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then, of course, the whole thing imploded a couple months later. July 1992, the moratorium was announced. It was initially only intended to last for like two years because these idiots who didn't know how to count fish in the first place also didn't understand cod biology and assumed that the stock that had been depleted by 99% would recover in 24 months. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Was their thought, like, we will put, like, some serious aphrodisiacs in the ocean. (laughs) These fish will get so busy, you won't even know. One day, it will just be like, there's no water. It's just fish. Throwback to John Cavett. Exactly. His (laughs) boat was stopped, in case you forget. Oh, sire. Oh, sire. (laughs) Until the end of time. I think what it actually was is it's the classic, like, don't worry, guys, because everyone's literally freaking out because it's their entire, like, livelihood that it's just being canceled. And they're like, no, 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 like, it's just going to be for two years. We're just going to, like, let it, we're just going to chill out, let it all grow back. What you say after you get a really bad haircut. (laughs) You know, the complete decimation of, like, an international industry and... That's fine. Same as a haircut. It's fine. Exactly. <laughs> Just let it grow back. It's chill. Seems like this sort of energy that they were really putting forward, though. Yeah. Oh, no. Uh, so, yeah. Basically, 40,000 fishers and fishery-related workers became jobless in what has, based on the things that I was reading, is the largest layoff in Canadian history. Oh, my gosh. Well, I'm not sure if, like, COVID changes that, but... Mm, eh. mm. Newfoundland's population dropped by 10% in the first 10 years of the ban. Really? Yeah, everyone had to basically move away because they were jobless. That's so sad. Yeah. Um, Some fishers pivoted to snow crab and like lobster fishing. Which is going so great now. Yeah. The industry never reached the $700 million value of cod. Oh my. Yeah, that was what it was at at its peak. That's not too shabby considering it's literally one <laughs> province doing it. Yeah, basically. I mean, there's others and stuff, but like, yeah, Mostly. that was a good one. Yeah, yeah. Oh my. Um, yes, you will be shocked to learn that by the early 2000s, scientists noticed an alarming decline in snow crab populations. Wow, and now you can't get crab or lobster for love or money these days. In 2017, fisheries and, o- and oceans announced the population had been decreased by over 80% in four years. <sighs> And if we, like, throw back to last summer when we actually cared about things, um, <laughs> all those awful, awful, like, lobster fisheries. <laughs> super, super depressing. I, like, can't even think about it. This is, I feel like these numbers are more, like, snow crab specifically. Okay, interesting. And I did also see a thing that, like, this could actually even be, like, in relation to the whole cod situation because cod is actually a natural predator of snow crab. Oh, interesting. I know. Who do the fish eat crabs? Not me. Yeah, no, not at all. Um, I really need to learn what foods eat other foods. Oh, I feel like it's something that I'm really confused about. 
Like the whole mad cow thing. What? You're <laughs> grinning at me like I've said something dumb. I've no, just a fucking statement, Marika. I, I have. Just, I just assume that most animals are carnivores unless they're like, or, or I mean, are herbivores unless they're like cats. Good to know. <laughs> well said. So all animals just eat grass except for cats, which eat other animals. I mean, I know that's not true, but that's like in my mind. I'm just like, yeah, you know. The cats. Everything's just herbivore. <laughs> Unless it's like a tiger. Okay, okay. I'm not, it's not logical. This is like no, that's how fine. in my brain left is <laughs> down and right is up. Left is down and right is up. That's so funny because it's the opposite in my brain. Mm. Is it like how I always associate days of the week with colors? No, that's your own personal synesthesia. Okay, interesting. Continue. <laughs> Uh, so yes, the reason, part of the reason that the snow crabs might be in decline is because like the cod is making comebacks. So they're like eating more rude, but I'm sure it's also because people are overfishing at like mm-hmm. the psychos that they are. Mm-hmm. Now I have a segment called cod. Where is she now? <laughs> <laughs> yes, do tell. In 2008, there were signs of a substantial increase in northern cod stock, and some research was published suggesting that maybe we could just, you know, casually end the ban. Ooh, she's back. She's out on the town. People were like, wow, cod, it's back. We can totally increase the allowable catch for, like, the small stewardship fishery that we're still allowing to fish for cod. So they were like, yeah, cool, increase it. And the stock immediately dropped 30% between 2017 and 2018. Cool, 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 cool. Good hustle, everyone. So, yeah. Where is she now? Where is she now? The actual thing is, I was also reading an article, but then I was just like tired and drinking wine and didn't feel like doing more research. Fair. Um, that the like Bering Sea has a very strong cod stock. So it's like we're not like running out of cod. And actually, the. Hmm? Where's the Bering Sea? Like Alaska, like yeah, Russia okay. and shit. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I was going to ask about this. It's like Alaskan cod yes. is different than like Atlantic yes. cod. So they are thriving up there. And like two different species fully, right? Well, that's... T- so... <sighs> or is it like how there were those birds at the Galapagos? Yes, it is kind of like finches, correct. So Thank it's you. like there's cod and then there's like all of these different types. Mm. So the kind that was like fished out of Newfoundland was like the northern cod. Okay. And sablefish is another name for the Alaskan cod, right? That's black cod. That's different too? I don't know. There's so many names for fishes. Yes, and they have the same names that are actually different fish. That's insane. Everybody really needs to get on the same page about what we're calling things because I am overwhelmed. This is where I would like to take a brief interlude to talk about my theory of the color wheel and why we should all be oh given no. a government issued oh color no. wheel oh at no. birth. Oh no. I am tired of somebody oh telling no. me that something's aquamarine when it is not. When it's teal? It's teal, bitch. It's teal. We can't. This is this is truly when we turn into conspiracy podcast and Emily just starts like screaming about <laughs> colors. <laughs> I have other thoughts too, but that's fine. We'll start with my color wheel. <laughs> Anyways, please continue. I'm sorry to derail. I mean, this is basically the end. It's just like, I think actually like other cods are doing fine. It's just like the kind that we're off Newfoundland are still struggling. So Cabot really fucked us. Yeah. Basically it's all Giovanni Caboto's fault. That tracks. That really does. Sire to the end of time. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> 
my god, we're gonna have to watch this after. Highly recommend everyone else to watch. It's so dramatic and Heritage so insane. Minutes. Who knew? And also, again, definitely made after the night after this whole cod disaster and zero mention like no follow-up which is classic heritage minute just i heard that was happening over here but we're doing this thing so i guess just ignore it it's like don't worry but like this is such a massive disaster like first of all for an industry like obviously very sad that people are losing their jobs and stuff but like nobody can have cod anymore and that's really sad too and like all these indigenous fisher people who are just like out there trying to live their lives and now they can't and it's happening with literally everything and the oceans are going to be empty and we're just going to be eating insects soon. And <sighs> frankly, I'm here for it, but I think I'm one <laughs> of the only ones. I'd eat a cricket any day. <sighs> Give me a reason why it wouldn't be delicious. No, I mean, you should totally eat crickets. I'm sure, sure they're fine. Do it. The cr- cricket flower. You can buy it online. Really? Yeah. I got to learn more about the internet. <laughs> Today, someone had to walk me through how to turn on an iPad again. Oh my God. Anyways. Um, but like, it's so sad and everything, like, again, we briefly touched on like that whole situation in like the Atlantic like, mm. coast of Canada with lobster fishermen yeah, and the like, people. Yeah. So incredibly awful. And like, if you look at, cause I actively searched to see if you could purchase fish or like, sorry, not fish, lobster from these indigenous fisher people to like, mm-hmm in some way of supporting them or if there were local restaurants that you could get that like were actively being supplied by them. No, like you can't get it because they don't have enough. Right. It's just so sad. It'd be really crap to watch something that like was part of your way of life. Just be like, nope, that's not yours anymore. Yeah. And I think this is an interesting situation too. I mean, because all of the other disasters and we literally talked about it last time, last Mm -hmm. episode where it's like, yeah, so we have this and then it leads to regulation. And like this doesn't even really lead to regulations. Like, yes, they had to put like the ban on cod fishing, but that's not like, it's not like, and even a solution. It's not like, here's like the the steps that we've taken to fix a problem. They're just like, yeah, capitalism. Hey, we got to continue on with that. But just like find something else to overfish. And then I was even reading things where it's like, they apparently like fisheries and oceans hasn't come up with like an active plan on how to like rehabilitate the stock. They're just like, don't fish, which is one thing, but it's so interesting too, because I suppose because in like other things that we've dealt with, they're very like locationally specific, Mm. like mad cow. That was a big issue in the UK. They dealt with it there. It was a big issue like not really in terms of quantities, but like emotionally at least uh, for the like U S and Canadian population. So they dealt with it there, but like fish, you can't really, because they're everywhere, but also not like that's, and that's, what's so crazy about this, where it's like, there are other cod stocks that are doing fine. Like they've mm. like, they're fine up in the North, but it's just like off like the Northern cods are struggling. So interesting. Is it because that location is more accessible to other like commercial like but now they can't even do that i don't know why it would be then interesting i don't know if it's like maybe it's just that they're like territorial or they have weird like they're very susceptible like different temperature differences i i don't know i don't know fish biology Mm. neither do apparently these biologists i was gonna say it's a good thing you don't fucking need to oh yeah yeah hmm interesting yeah do they taste much different from the alaskan cods how the hell am i supposed to know yeah that's you're the wrong person to ask sorry (laughs) I literally was looking at a recipe today for salad and it was like, here for the dressing, use fish sauce. And I was like, oh, that sounds really good. And then I was like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> Sorry. Nah, that's good. It forces me to eat more greens. Again, thank God we had a salad today. 
yeah, I feel very, uh, I don't know, healthy. It's great. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm going to insist that we get cookies and cream ice cream after this. Yeah, perfect. We can't be that healthy. That's disgusting. I mean, our salad, which had a lot of cheese and then the bottle of wine was <laughs> really nailing it. Hey, could have been better. It could have just been fries. True. I had for dinner last night am fries, so I'm Delightful. nailing it as an adult. And I had cheap Chardonnay, and it was exactly what I wanted. Delightful. I am a middle-aged white lady at the yes. core of me. <laughs> at the core of our millennial yeah. white ladiness. Yeah. We're already the Karens we're meant to be. <laughs> I am so proud of myself, on a total side note, for not being a total bitch on the phone dealing with my AirPod situation. <laughs> I had to call Telus. It was a whole AirPod price reduction situation thing. Oh my goodness. We can't. We can't get onto this. And I have to tell you about a horrible service experience I had yesterday. Oh my God. So we need to end this podcast before we go full Karen. Goodbye. Yes. Um, thank you for listening, everybody. You can follow us on Instagram at Pantry Staples Pod. And you can rate, review us, and subscribe where all podcasts are listenable. Mm-hmm. We recommend Apple Music, not because we're sponsored, but just because we use our iPhones and we assume you do too. Yeah, it's just easier. But we are on Spotify as well. Androids are for weirdos. <laughs> I like, can't disagree with that fact. Yeah, it's a fact. Everyone I know who owns an Android is a weirdo. It's the same thing as like people with 250 phone numbers and insane. <gasps> that mine might just, be racist. Anyway. <laughs> classes? I'm, yeah, classes. Sorry, anyway, guys. I'm going to steal Emily's line. Tell your friends. Tell your foes. Have a lovely day. Goodbye. Talk to you next time.